bit of you left as long as you stay down. Stay down. Hey! Oh, tell me he's not talking. You haven't broke me, Taker! You haven't broke me! Ricochet's getting back up. I'm still standing. Oh, God. No, you're not. Cut the mic off. Open the ropes, I'm standing. Cut the damn mic off. That's enough. And AJ Styles demanded that Ricochet stay down, and this is defiance from a United States champion. And Styles. Don't do it. You got nothing to prove. With a phenomenal forearm. And a statement again. Wolfpack, only two people, a two-man booth. Nikki and uh, Gordo have not been seen since Raw, presumed dead, presumed dead. So it's just myself and Fitz tonight. Fitz, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm very sad at the tragic and untimely departure of our brothers, um, RIP in pieces. RIP in pieces, oh god, no crack out of you. Fuck all, man. Long weekend down home with the fam blood in it. Blood, fam, fam blood. Ah. I can do all those things. That's good. Man, running around after a four-year-old is tiring work. Oh, my Christ. And that's just when you're hanging around outside schools. Pew, pew, Yeah, pew, pew, I know. Pew. <laughs> Trying to get away from the cops is the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> good God. <laughs> Even when myself and Kira were babysitting her niece, like, what was she... Nine, ten months old, uh, crawling around the place. Jesus fucking Christ! They won't stay still. Tie a leash onto them, <laughs> stick a pole in the middle of the room, let them yeah. tire themselves out running around it. <laughs> exactly. Oh God! I supposed to have a new mic stand today, Fitz, but unfortunately it didn't arrive. Oh, what happened, oh. Steve? Well, you see, I paid for I paid a tender for delivery to get it here by Wednesday. You know, oh. and. Uh, about it landed it went into that loan yesterday evening at half six seven o'clock whatever the fuck it was I said ah perfect it'll be here tomorrow fantastic they've delivered on their promise and about two o'clock today I had to tweet DVD and be like hey uh, last update is that it's in at loan it's supposed to be here today DPD have already delivered to where I work what's the fucking story so like an hour later all of a sudden I get a text to say it's on the road and they tweet me back and I'm like okay then clearly you forgot it and you've sent it up whatever about 20 past four, another one then. Uh, sent to depot. It won't be collected. Or basically, it's not being delivered. It's like, why? So I ring them up then. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? And uh, the driver was over his hours, Fitz. So they brought all of the parcels back to the depot. I'm far from alone. So what you're telling me is that a company whose sole responsibility and modus operandi is delivering parcels didn't, in fact, deliver the parcels. And I had paid like 10 quid delivery. So that's why I was pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So then she was like, oh, we've, we've no drivers. The driver's over his hours. And you know what? I'm like, I'm not confrontational. I'm not going to be... Because, you know, if you're dealing with retail a lot, you are you're you tend to be a little softer on people on the other end. And I was just like, well, listen, here's the situation. That's not my fucking problem. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. say fucking, but you need to figure it out. Puts me on hold then. 
and I get to the 17 minute mark and I told you about this in the group chat 17 minute mark on the group on the phone call and then they hang up and that just set me all the way off so I had to ring back and I was seven minutes waiting to waiting to talk to someone and they knew who it was because of my phone number and where I work we deal with ringing them all the time anyway um and I just wanted to know basically why they hung up the phone and it went a little bit like this why triple eight you son of a bitch why tell me why I fucking lost it I was like how fucking just went bananas and the solution was go collect it after paying the delivery and Fitz, look, uh, you were you were in good form. You're like, I'll collect it for you. And then we're like, well, you know, if they can't deliver it, they probably won't even give it to you because you're not me or whatever, even with the consignment number. And we just gave up. And here we are dealing with this Bluetooth needing stand here at the moment. So if I sound lower, let me know because I'm back, back far away. Son, from son, son of a beach. That was my evening. Didn't do a tap of work then because of it because I was just seeding. Just sitting there mm. in a rage. <laughs> like, and I nearly went fucking, out. It better be fucking delivered tomorrow now or are they just going to expect you to go to the depot at some time of your own fucking accord and pick it up or whatnot? If it's not there by half nine in the morning, I'll be ringing them again. I sent them a tweet as well going, explain this to me. Explain to me why I paid. Oh, the, I left out a crucial part of this. Sorry. Um, I go, well, I'm after paying. She, she goes, it won't be out till the morning. I'm very sorry. And I said okay then and then I was like you know it's not my problem the driver you, you need to have drivers because you know that's your business it's not my problem get the fucking thing out I paid for a delivery oh you didn't pay us I was like well who did I pay then fucking DHL is it who did I pay a unicorn <laughs> I was like well you paid your carrier you paid your retailer I was like yeah paid delivery and, fee which goes to and you and paid you <laughs> you fucking oh they were so rude on the phone oh and I can't God. deal with that I can't deal with like people that won't do their job or just being lazy about it mm-hmm. I can't suffer it cannot suffer it I'm always nice about it but it just I walk away angry then you get home and you're having a shower and you're having arguments with the person in your head <laughs> you know, kind of oh. Oh. oh man you, I can testify to that I, I I even create these like fictitious arguments for assuming when you're like you're thinking of I know I'm going to have a confrontational meeting today with at least two different people and in my head I've already gone over like 40 permutations of how that conversation is going to go and invariably I'll get myself into a work about it before it even happens and then you have the meeting and it's fine yeah you're like what the fuck I was so prepared for this I was prepared for anger why can I not have my anger damn it the only family you live for lives for anger and frustration fits you know, yes. like the ultimate warrior state the, oh, and, yeah. and the air that you breathe only smells of combat <sighs> so that was the far I had oh, I was ready and then I said you know what it's quarter past six I left where I left early I said I'm getting a fucking taxi out to these cunts I am going <laughs> out I'm collecting this tonight I'm not putting up with this and if I'm popping like a bastard because of this stand I'm not dealing with a mad edit like I was last week <laughs> yeah. it was my own fault I understand but it still doesn't change the fact that I'm not doing it mm. <laughs> and uh, I was right the fucking Halo app or whatever you call it my taxi app open and I was ready to go and I talked myself out of it because I thought I might have swung for someone if I got out there Oh, can can I can I share you a customer service related story that I experienced during the week? I I I know we've turned into a ranty alleged wrestling podcast, but I think it's it. Uh, right, we're in 2019. Please indulge. 2019. So you'd imagine at this day and age, you know, 
services and other aspects of retail life have expanded to being outside of a nine to five Monday to Friday window, right? <sighs> Sounds like Dutch. Mm-hmm. It's not Dutch. You're paying too much. So I had one job when I came home this weekend. Other than, you know, being a prodigal son returning to save the day. Touch, touch, please, touch. <laughs> that was weird in many, many ways. I wasn't going to Gordo's house. <laughs> um, no, I'll be there this weekend. Hey, Mammy Gordo. Um, no, Mammy Fitz had a job for me. So she got a new phone, part of an upgrade with Air, and she needed me to set up her new phone for her. Simple, basic tech job for the, the techie son. Absolutely no problemo. So I get the, the new phone, an iPhone, and she's moving from a Samsung. Yes, I know that's going to trigger a lot of people going from Android to iPhone. Go fuck yourselves. Um, uh, so I do everything. I get everything set up, copy all the pictures off, save off the important information, download the fucking move to iOS app and have it all ready to go. Fucking we're, we're swimming. We're flying it until one vital aspect comes up. And that's porting her phone number from her existing SIM card over to the you fucking nano fucking SIM that you use on an iPhone or all the new late, latest versions of phones. I thought, Grant, that'll be a quick job. I'll pop onto air chat. No, 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 no. That was the first problem. You get through to Vishnu over in fucking Pakistan, <laughs> Bangladesh or wherever. Hi, I'd like to port this number over to a new phone. Certainly, no problem. Uh, can you give me your account number? Give them the account number. Okay, can you verify your name, address, and whatever? Verify the name, address, and whatever. Perfect. So you want to set up your uh, new SIM card with the new phone number, is that right? Yes, that's exactly it. I was like, oh, uh, you can do that by contacting our call center on 1901, and they'll be able to help you with that. <sighs> so you can't do this for me? No. You need to call a customer service customer service on one nine oh one. Ah yeah. Fine. Thank you for nothing and wasting me time my valuable time asking me those stupid irrelevant questions. I hang up ring one nine oh one. After thirty second advertisement for Air Sport, ironically <laughs> enough, the week that's in it when they lose their fucking BT sports subscription, uh. you go through six menu options to get through to the correct department for porting your phone number over to the the new SIM card. And at that stage, you're told, I'm sorry, this service is only available Monday to Friday, 9 to 6 p.m. Thank you. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, you fuckers. Oh, if I didn't throw the fucking phone off a wall at that stage, I never would. So I go oh, through chat. I could see that Irish temper of yours bubbling up in you from here, honey. <laughs> oh, perfectly done. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So how does this fucking moron on chat firstly waste my time asking me irrelevant questions before giving me a phone number, decide not to tell me that that phone number cannot be used today because for some reason in 2019, that department doesn't open? What? People yeah. don't need to use this service on a Sunday? God forbid. Or a Saturday, even. So people are expected to do this fairly common procedure during business hours when they're probably at work. Oh my fucking God. So I literally had to set up the phone and give my instructions to my father to do it on Monday morning. And God bless him. He's not exactly the most technically sound person. So I had to write out an instruction this for him. Call this number. 
here's the numbers you need to press to go through the automated phone system in this order wait for them to start talking <laughs> then push the number and when you get through to someone t- these are the words you need to say <laughs> oh my yeah. god that 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 fucking killed me oh, i hate ringing those fucking things just I think there's a distance I know you used to work in a call centre but like there's, a, mm. there's this distance you have when you don't have the person on front of you it's a lot easier to fob them off I find oh 100% Whereas like I, if there I was get away with that I wouldn't even dream of it either to be honest but. there was days when I was severely hung over and there was a lot of dropped calls on those days what a shame I know but look, I had to get my call handling time down to get my bonus, so I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> my children need wine. <laughs> uh, of course I didn't have it on hand. <laughs> oh, Anyway, the boys are boys back next week all going well, hopefully. Uh, but until then, you're stuck with us. Anything else you want to rant about? I wish I had more. I probably had something before, and then DPD fucked my day up, and I had to... <laughs> Uh, nothing out of the usual it's just your usual ranty bullshit but we'll we'll save that for another time yeah. I like I was hoping um, Nick could be here for the G1 stuff but uh, he he's just gonna be he even said it himself last night when we were talking about Raw he was like I'm just so sick of this shit I might even just drop Raw and Smackdown until the end of the G1 he just can't handle it mm-hmm. uh, so he'd be the as like we did last year he'll be the G1 reporter special special correspondent you have to suffer with us for now the unwashed masses that is mm-hmm. the two Steves uh, <laughs> but the I'm not going through tag team matches Nick says they set up stories that's his opinion you know <laughs> uh, I'm sure they do but not to the level where I want to you know if I'm watching it live I'll watch them but if I'm watching it back meh I'm going to skip past them but fits mm-hmm. the uh, I wrote it down incorrectly I realised it when I was about to talk about it Lance, Ar- Lance Archer beat Osprey what? unless I'm doubly wrong here and as I told you, don't put us on the air without Nick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Archer, Archer beat uh, Osprey. Ooh. And if I knew he was from fucking Texas, I might have thought the storyline would be that, you know, Osprey will have to grow into the tournament and show out and blah, 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 blah. So uh, uh, Archer won it. He well, looks that's like a the, goddamn killer too. See, that's the thing. Professional wrestling has taught us one thing is that you always lose in your hometown Except not. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this case. Uh, Fale defeats Evil. Sanada, de- Sanada defeating Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, this one didn't go down well in the crowd. And I go back and forward on Zack Sabre Jr. Some of the stuff is just its hard to believe because of his size and his headlock thing drives me crack. Just fall down and drop and spike him on his head. I don't get that one. <laughs> just spike him on his head. Some of us, there's too much suspension of disbelief for me with him sometimes, not all the time. Uh, Kenta, and uh, this is the funny thing, right? So, all the <laughs> some of these holes Zack Sabre Jr. was in, a lot of the times he, he does work to secure kind of the escape route. A lot, and but in a lot of holes I found this time that was an elbow free or a leg free that you could have kicked him. The next match then had so many spots where someone had him in a head, had another guy in a headlock, and they just elbowed him in the stomach to get out. It was weird placement of those matches, but. You haven't seen it, I know, but a crazy uh, striking fest with Kenta winning and then a goddamn clinic in the main event to be expected Okada and Tanahashi where Okada won. Could an English promo to close it off then? What? Yup. Send the crowd home um, happy. Send the, yeah, it was, uh, it was a hell of a show. Enjoyed it. Um, after the stink fest that was Raw and SmackDown. Well, SmackDown was good, but 
you know, it's good to have something different, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I know we'll talk about um, Fight for the Fall and later, uh, but you haven't seen it, so it's hard for us to spend much time on it, on uh, <laughs> G1. But it was good. The crowd, did you see any of it or any highlights or anything like that? No, I was literally up until about 45 minutes ago, I was spoiler-free entirely. Uh, and totally expected that to be that to change coming on here and, and mm. discussing it, but it was, from what I've heard, it was a very good event. The crowd were hot. Hell yeah. There wasn't uh, many of them, but they were allowed. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It is appointment viewing this week, uh, along with a few other big shows. So there's a lot of graps to be watched in the next few days. Yes, sir. Um, and we do have two pay-per-views to predict later on. So that'll mm-hmm. be fun. But the, uh, there is another pay-per-view on Saturday night, Fitz. I don't know if you were made aware of this. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? The uh, the premier independent promotion that is Evolve. Uh, independent, full, eh? Full on ad for Evolve on Raw, mm. and I think they did it on SmackDown too. That it was jarring. It was so odd to even see that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing? It's like someone had it on Twitter. Put it best. It's like when someone mentions mentions TNA in a twenty four, and you're like, what? What did that just happen? What? What? <laughs> It's so strange. Uh, I'm battling a mic stand here, so let me... I'm sorry if you hear some noises here, but what can you do? Loud noises! Sorry. This is DPD's fault. <laughs> um, Send him an invoice for your time. Yeah. Fucking, I swear to God, if I'm editing a lot of shit later on and I sound low, someone was going to die. But yeah, they said it was a crystal ball into the future of WWE. And then as, I love how they said it was the premier independent promotion with Renee on camera standing at the desk, looking sheepish. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Very, very funny. Uh, so they know what they're doing. I'm enjoying the pettiness, oh, yeah. Fitz. I want more of it. Let's just start throwing bar. Oh, let's do it. AEW you better make some glutton for it. I want the war, Fitz. Give me the war. It brings out the best and pettiest in us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want them to be made. I want AEW to start making Saudi jokes. Just throw, it, throw it back if they're fucking with you fuck with them back did you actually see AEW or not AEW being the elite this week I did I believe remind me I think I did <laughs> they were uh, they, they they smashed on Baron Corbin and the oh, go away yeah. heat yeah 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 oh <laughs> the librarian thing at the start yeah yeah I and to be honest, I know I I don't know actually what you're going to say about it but I love the fact that they always address oh, these things librarian <laughs> But that's the thing. That's what they were doing. Yeah. That was that's exactly how they they approached it. They're like, okay, this clearly isn't working, so let's make it an angle and let's get rid of it that way. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm hoping that's listening to some feedback on it. Um, it is. I think, like to be fair, if any wrestling promotion should have their finger on the pulse, it's them boys. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I don't know if you watched the Chris Flan 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 Fleet's uh, interview with the Bucks. I started no, to watch it and then I re- yeah I start I got about 10 minutes in and then I realized I wasn't going to get to finish it in time but so good old reddit there wasn't a mm-hmm. whole lot in it just about punk um he said they t- they have talked to him all the time but it's, it's just summarized it's up to him it's not something he can just come back and do for 5 minutes he has to be 100% in or he's 100% out mm-hmm. uh they reckon they won't ever do a gimmick chair shot again cuz Tony Khan was raging he was not happy about it uh just described him as being upset about it uh, yeah. what else where was the thing the pack and AEW thing uh, they say he's coming they just have to work it out with him personally so 
I mean, if it was a visa issue, <laughs> they'd say it. It's definitely not a visa issue, as far as I'm concerned. Um, about WWE being an option, they were all on a call together, they said, uh, the Bucks and Kenny. And then they got off the call and were like, whoop, looks like we're going to WWE. They were there, he said it was that close. Mm. Um, but then Tony Khan swooped in at the last moment, basically. Uh, they mentioned the saved saved professional wrestling. It's made it a hell of a lot more entertaining. If they had gone, despite you know me not liking all of the shows, if they had gone there, uh, you don't get this Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, alleged Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff uh, involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no Jesus, if they went there, it would have been a disaster. Looking back, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of the biggest stuff, really. Uh, oh no, they were like uh, they they think they think that Vince and them hate them, which they do. But they also brought up that New Japan hate them. Said they pissed them off, which surprised New me. Japan hate WWE. No, uh, Nick oh the and books. Matt, were all yeah. the boys that left basically. Um, yeah, they, I can see why they New Japan invested a lot of time, money, resources, and potential in those, built them up to being the world famous stars that they are, and the the boys effectively walked out and set up a rival company. So. From New Japan's point of view, yeah, I can see why they're pissed off, but they need to build a bridge and get the fuck over it. Yeah, and, because or, they, you know, build a bridge and share some talent. You could wipe everyone out. That's it. Like to be fair, New Japan are in a position right now where they can be kingmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they have their choice over who they can align themselves with. And to be honest with you, part of me is actually thinking that WWE might actually be knocking on their door fairly soon and saying. You know, everybody can go fuck themselves because WWE and New Japan together will rule everything. Just took it to my veins! Ideally, that's my ultimate scenario because then you bring a third party in to get extra petty. And we know that in that new conglomerate hates them. So it's going to get even pettier. More wars, mm-hmm. more pettiness. I love it. People complain and oh, it's a bad look that uh, being the elite mocks WWE all the time or that... Yeah, WWE is running this show against Fight for the Fall, and we're like, I want more of this. I've said it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Let's get fucking messy with this. Let's just, oh, filthy war. Let's do it. Yeah, like to be fair, I don't think many people would be giving out about WWE running a show directly in competition with AEW if it wasn't the first time they'd done it, and the first time they done it was against a charity show. Mm. That's really the gripe that people have: the fact that, well, one. It's so obvious it's petty because it's not even their own fucking show. <laughs> it is the That's premier the independent best. promotion. That's the best part of it. We're like, <laughs> no, we, we could, I always said, you know, the AEW will be more competition for NXT to start with until they kind of get their name out a bit more. So the obvious one was running NXT TakeOver that night or a night of one of their big shows. They went even worse and they're like, this means nothing to us. Let's finally put Evolve on the network. Fuck those guys. <laughs> we'll show them what we really think. You're not even worthy of NXT. Exactly. What's, what, what's lesser than NXT? Oh, this measly independent promotion that we robbed talent from the whole time. <laughs> yes, you, you'll do. Go over there. That's the best part. That's what I loved about it the most. Going, oh, man, you had to go out of your way to be a dick about that. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But I said before, when they announced All Out, if I'm remembering correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, the date was out. Obviously, before the tickets were on sale. It'd be shocking if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So the date was August 31st. And the yeah. tickets were on sale in, at a future date, whatever date it was, a week or two down the road, whatever it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I am shocked they didn't run a fucking mega show in Chicago that night. 
Why wouldn't they? I would have. Straight up, hey, Lesnar against The Rock, Chicago. Boom. <laughs> Done. How much is The Rock going to cost? Pay it. I don't care. He wants $30 uh, million. Dollars. Pay it. That will happen very, very soon. Yeah. Same show, same city. Yeah. And that, that'll really tell what's happened. But, like, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I think WWE are afraid to do that right now because we've seen what their attendance uh, records is like in the last few weeks. That's, yeah, I, do you know what? You have a good point there. I wonder how that plays out. Does it play out in their favour? If they go for the casual, obviously the casual fan, like putting names like Lesnar and, and despite how big the Bucks and Kenny are and how much we love them or whatever, they're not big names yet and for mm. the casual audience. That's where they're going to lose that battle if that was going to happen. You know, it'd be interesting to see how they do if they put out the biggest, hey, everyone knows these people. You know, Cena and mm-hmm. whoever, Austin. They could get Austin, no problem. He's not going to wrestle, he just has to show up. Book mm-hmm. for the show, Stone Cold. That would be interesting. But See, that's the thing. You know, if you put on, say, say Chicago, for example, because it's a good wrestling town. If you have an AEW show against the best of what WWE can put on, whether it's NXT, main roster, say, Legends, whatever. NXT. <laughs> I'd go heavy on NXT. But, you know... If you have two two arenas, so Sears Center is what eleven thousand, and then you've got is it the Allstate Arena? Is the other one in Chicago? I think the one it's in town then, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got that one, and that's maybe fifteen thousand or whatever it is, somewhere around that twelve to fifteen thousand. So you've got the potential of twenty five odd thousand people for two shows. AW will still sell out first. Probably. Because that'll be the hotter ticket. Yep. No matter what WWE put on their card, people in Chicago will still want to go to AEW before it. Well, see, they've done a cool thing um, where they make their big... Pay- Obviously, these two, the Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, are not a big pay-per-view, but they're big ones. They've made it like a destination weekend. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that comes with Scamcast that tags along or whatever, but... Yeah. They've made it a weekend. They do it on holiday weekends or whatever. So that's kind of cool. So that's something I think they should continue to do. But And a Saturday night. And a Saturday night. It's yep. fucking beautiful. Yep. Even the yep, G1 yep, yep. this week. You had Ring of Honor on Friday night, I think it was, and then G1 Saturday night. I don't know if Ring of Honor was the last week. But you mm-hmm. had these non-Sunday night things. It's so much better. So much yep. better. Um, uh, do you want to take a few minutes to talk about UFC? Oh, go indulge. Oh, okay. I I'm not a regular UFC fan, so what I'll do is I'll anytime there's a UFC main event, you know, like a uh, what do you call it, a numbered pay per view. So this is what two thirty nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it live if I'm up and not arsed doing anything else, or I'll download it the next day and watch it through. I downloaded this the next day and watched it through, and oh my god, it was. <laughs> Amazing. The worst fight on the card for me was the main event. Rian put in the chat there, (laughs) VE trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, Jorge Masvidal, five second knockout of Ben Askren. Jesus Christ. And to be fair, that was a two second knockout. The other three seconds was the ref coming in to make sure that the the, the fight was over. That was mental. Like (laughs) That's attempted murder. Yeah, and I mean, he knocked out Darren Till before this in the UK Mm -hmm. as well. This guy's yep. next in line. Um, fair, Ben Askren has taken it 
in good stride what else could you do we got knocked the fuck out it happens mm-hmm. but this video of of masvidal training that move just basically it was like the mcgregor thing remember mcgregor knocked out aldo yeah the footage backstage of him doing that exact motion over and over and over and over again same thing it's the same fucking thing unbelievable just, oh it's incredible i don't know why more people don't try that move yeah, I think if it, see, it's a brave one because Ben Askren is a serious wrestler. So if mm-hmm. that had gone wrong and he just caught him and spiked him, it could have been that was it. That that was an all or nothing thing there. Potentially, obviously, the, the speed of it because he sprinted yeah. at him, oh, and the worst man. thing that um, Askren did was he ducked into it. Yeah, see, he was well, he, he was just saw shoot. it coming. Yeah, he saw it coming and he ducked into it, which made the impact worse. Yeah. Oh man, it was horrible. Oh man. Did you see him on the ground and he was all tensed up and everything is oh that was it, oh, he it was, was actually uncomfortable. There's footage they did the Mauro Ranallo cam of uh, Rogan and the boys at ringside and Ro- Joe was just tapping people beside him, just yeah. losing his mind. It's like he was out. Yeah. Instantly out cold. Oh. It was crazy. And he got two uh, nice digs in on the ground too. But there that there was there was heat in that fight. Oh yeah, he hates him. He hates him. Straight up hates him. Like to be fair, again, I I didn't know of these two guys properly before this. I've heard obviously that Masada knocked out deal over in the UK, mm. but the, the, even just their pre-match promo told me everything I needed to know about this fight. Then you have the tail of the tape, and you have the fight itself. I can be a fucking great casual fan for UFC because the way they produce the shows. That's why I think AEW are smart for what they're going to do with that. Hmm. You remember they did the stupid thing WWE did with the tail of the tape for Lesnar and Strowman. It was really yeah. stupid, but I appreciated. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I like the way, yeah. I like what they're doing there. Go yep. with it. Fox it's are going to e- want that shit. It, it's easy. Yep. It's easy and it helps. Just send a text. You know, it's it's that easy. Amanda Nunes. Is there anything <sighs> to be said? Greatest female UFC fighter of all time. I think so. Until she beats herself, I don't think yeah. anyone else. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. She has Christ. beaten every former bantamweight champion yeah. in history. Poor Holly Holm. I, I just thought, okay, maybe someone can outsmart her. She's a fucking animal. Yeah. Nunes is... I can't see anyone beating her. They, what, they're, they're, on about doing, they're, about, they're on about doing Cyborg again as the next one. Um, she destroyed Cyborg. Oh, just exactly. There's no grounds for a rematch, but that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, let her fight the men. You know, bring back to <laughs> bring back Demetrius Johnson and let oh, him fighters. <laughs> you know, oh, um, oh she. This is. I wonder what her drawing power is like. I must look up the uh, the sales or the crowd, or whatever. But or the the gate. I mean, yeah, just to see because obviously Ronda has got everyone trumped there, but maybe not anymore. Obviously, yeah. I mean, she's eclipsed eclipsed Ronda. It's it's mm. gone now. The, unless yeah. Ronda comes back and beats her that's not going to happen I to be fair Ron, Ronda peaked at the right time for Ronda when yeah. the when she was the baddest bitch in town you know but in all we, the way, women women's UFC has progressed exponentially since Ronda was at her peak I don't think Ronda Rousey in her peak would beat half the women that are there now yeah that's not trying to be a dick about it but it's fucking you see what Amanda Nunes can do to everybody and um, as Rian brings up in the chat, Diaz and Khabib in the crowd. Yep. Yeah, hook that up to my veins. Oh, God, yes. I think Nate Diaz knocks him out. 
Oh, cause, cause, like, cause, you can't knock out idiots. You can't knock him out. He's made of stone. <laughs> He's made of stone. You McGregor, can beat him. McGregor <laughs> hit him like dozens, dozens five of rounds. proper smacks. He destroyed him for five rounds. You look back at that fight and people were saying it was close. No, it wasn't. Maybe, maybe Diaz took a round, maybe two. Maybe. McGregor destroyed that man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, fuck you, I'm still standing. He yeah. just like wipes a little blood off his face and it's like he's brand new. You're like, oh my god. He is literally the toughest cunt in the world. Oh, it's it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. But yeah, Khabib will take him down. Maybe he submits him or something. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see them on the ground game. Those two boys are no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you reckon uh, John Jones got away with one? Potentially, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like another one of these tune-up fights for him. We had this one before. Who did he fight? Oh, I can't think of his name. Doesn't matter. But it was another one of these fights where it was just he he's so good and he his reach and everything is just mm-hmm. there's no one like him. He could go down as the greatest of all time if he didn't have all these stupid problems. But mm-hmm. it's going to take something else to beat him. And he he's at half speed there, and he's still winning yeah. those by decision. Just now, to be fair, you are not going to get a tighter call than what happened on mm. Saturday. I guess, but you know, John and your man, fucking Santos, had some fucked up knee issue as well. Did you see that? Yeah, you know, he kicked his he kicked his leg out of his leg fits. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> what's he uh, doing? He popped his ACL or something, and he just kept fighting. Like yeah, he just he was one of those leg kicks. He buried him up with, with a couple of them. Is in the second round, I think, and he, he just kept coming. Madness. So in, in, instead of using that leg to you know stand and balance yourself and you know utilize the power with the other leg nah this leg's fucked I'm just gonna hit you with it 17,000 times in the next few rounds <laughs> Look, he may never get a title shot again it was going for he, broke I suppose speaking of tough cons like Nate Diaz fucking Thiago Santos yeah tough cunt those Brazilian boys don't fuck around no sir um but gosh what are we in 40 minutes and we haven't gone near a row yet I think we do call it a success do you want to skip row and just go straight to Smackdown well, we just talk about the miserable shit and the stuff no, you no, like because no, no. you, you weren't as down on it as we were. Go on, hit me. Hit, hit me with the controversial topics and, I, and I'll set you straight. Um, <laughs> I the two out of three. <laughs> oh, no, what should we start with? Okay. This fucking mixed tag oh. elimination match. I need this explained to me. Nobody knows. So it's a mixed tag. So the commentators tell you straight up, okay, men fight the men, women fight the women. They can't interact. Cool beans. We all get that. Perfect. But tell us again. Cool. Then I believe Becky tapped Zelina. Yep. Which means Zelina's eliminated. Shenanigans at the ringside but the other two clowns. Whatever. Nobody cares. Um, Becky has to stand on the ropes then around the apron even though she cannot get into the match. Yep. Why? I don't know. Why wasn't it just a mixed tag? Oh wait. It's because they fucking ad break thing. Yep. Oh I forgot. I have it recorded and everything but I haven't cleaned it up. I was going. I no. I'll, I'll save it. I'll, I won't spoil it. We'll have it. For, we'll have it for next <laughs> well, see, week. If anything, in in this in this world, in this universe where those match rules make sense, it was advantageous for Andrade to not be involved with the first fall because, in kayfabe terms, Zelina Vega was his weakness. Because he the- he wa- So in other words, if this is an elimination match, it's effectively a two fall match. So if he wanted to win that match overall, him he needed Zelina 
to either win or lose the first fall. It didn't really matter. It makes no difference. It's a singles match. That's exactly. The thing. So he it needed to win his singles match with Seth, which yeah, he didn't so, end up doing. But, you know, yeah. that's beside the point. But it convoluted doesn't even make sense here because it didn't actually make sense in any convoluted terms. Yeah, but we'll say this one more time, okay, for the cheap seats. How difficult, they're making it so difficult. How hard is it to go to an ad before a match and after a match? Nobody wants to see 25-minute matches on Raw. Mm-hmm. Nobody would get that for the pay-per-view. Do your 7 or 6 to 10-minute matches for your main events or whatever, and your short 2 or 3-minute matches that they do normally. You usually get a 10-15 tag-minute match, whatever. Yep. That's enough time to go between breaks. You don't need this. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. I don't want to say I don't want to see these things behind the ad breaks. Nobody does. Nobody wants to go back to the days no, of sir. dive over the rope where as Raw rolls on and then you come back to a chin lock. Nobody wants that again. So I applaud them for that. Mm-hmm. But come on. Uh skipping slightly ahead, but we'll come back in. Speaking of convoluted match mechanics. At was it? A two out of three falls six man tag match. Dear Christ on a bike yeah this was Miz and Elias again in another <sighs> two out of three falls match the third one in three shows mm. and they tacked on Revival and Usos into it yeah <sighs> if you're the Miz or Elias Elias is new to the business so I'm sure he's delighted to be on Raw all the time in the future if you're the Miz this is all they have for you I'm not as fa- I'm not a fan of the Miz we all know that by now but every- everyone else is so would you not be a bit sickened that this is all they have for you? Mm-hmm. He's been treading water for about four months now. Yeah. I mean, he's popular. People like him. I'm sure he sells merch and the, the TV show that they do is popular and all that. It just seems odd that he's just, he's no, he's not an entity anymore. He's just there. So, so what you're saying is you're surprised by the lack of creative booking for him? I'm surprised just that it's f- someone that was so heavily featured, like heavily to the point where I, I hate him. No, and now he's just when you've got 17 Shane O'Mac segments on each show it's hard to find yeah. time for everyone else yeah yeah and this came out what Seth got the win anyway and he had the attack on stage blabbity blabbity blah. Oh, can we just take a second to realise actually it's ironic, an ironic term there take a second to realise how long it took Lacey to throw the punch at Becky yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this in real time because they edited it very quickly for all the subsequent highlight uh, flashbacks to it she turned Becky then must have counted like two Mississippis and then threw the punch and actually fucking lobbed her right in the gob as well it's like have you not learned you do not want to hit Becky in the face counted Mississippi oh my <sighs> days oh my days what other fucking stupid shit? The the end, I suppose, is the other big one people are complaining about. This thing where Shane and Drew were backstage, they had to pick Roman's partner, and there was janitors and beer vendors and all the usual shit. So they settled on the, the janitor that said they pay him five grand to just stand there on the apron, they'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. And for some Gary. reason, Gary, Gary the goat, for some reason they decided that he had to wear a mask. And what was the fucking reason they had? Because the star power, they, they, or some yeah, shit. exactly. Shane and Drew would be there, and they didn't want him to get overpowered or overawed by it. So that should tell you, it's true. okay. So we need your mask, okay? This guy's going to be a jumpsuit and a mask. It's going to be somebody else. I mean, yep, literally my first fine. thoughts. Yep, we all know what's going to happen. That's fine. That's cool. We'll enjoy that. However, <laughs> when you do something like that, and the baby faces outsmart the heel, and it turns out to be Cedric Alexander, 
How did they lose that match? Beggar's belief. Roman is knocked to the outside. Cedric, uh, you know, they don't know at this stage and the commentators are, you know, doing the, my God, he's really good for a janitor. Yuck, yuck, yuck. You're like, come on. I talk, yeah. talk, I compared it last night to Jericho when he appeared in the Penta gear at All In. Yeah. They were like, what's going on here? And then slowly, slowly, and then consistently, mm-hmm. you're like, wait, that's not, this is not what it is. They played that up the whole time. They're like, come on, don't insult me. <laughs> you know? Like, Corey, this is where he should have stepped in and like, hang on a sec. Something's not right here. Yeah. That's all you needed exactly. to say. All you needed to say. Just yeah. to make it a little bit more... Pa- anyway, it doesn't matter. It's worse. <laughs> the Yeah, so basically Roman's knocked to the outside. Cedric's going crazy. We still don't know it's Cedric, but your man, Gary the Goat, is going crazy. But all of a sudden he gets intercepted then with a giant claymore kick and Shane take, gets the win. Afterwards, Cedric unmasks and everyone's like, oh, Roman's like, oh my God, cool, it's Cedric. That's great. And they seem delighted to have lost the match with... I don't understand this. And also, so I'm yeah. still trying to understand this in my head. <laughs> Roman was surprised it was Cedric. Yeah. Am I wrong? I, that's what it looked like to me. No, I got that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. surely that was their plan? Or did Cedric yeah. do this off the bat and why did he do it and what was the payoff of him doing it? I haven't it? followed up on anything from there, but but I assume Cedric did this by himself or something. Why did so he's going to get squashed by Drew next week? Why? How? What? Yeah. I, oh, just fuck off! And I don't. I correct me if I'm wrong. Once again, I don't think this was mentioned on SmackDown at all. I don't think they mentioned there'll be repercussions for Cedric Alexander after what he did last night and all this shit. No. Yeah. So what was the point? Like to be fair, Gordo booked it in the in the chat. He's like, "This was your opportunity to put push Cedric instantly to the upper card." Yep. And have him involve himself in a, in a serious feud and get him over with the fans. All he had to do was get the pin. Didn't matter on who. If Cedric got the pin in that match, instant booking. Instant uh, fanfare. Nope. And nobody would have cared. Nope. Is, is there some rule, and it's, I, I'm already realizing the answer to this, is there some rule that a McMahon always wins? The house always wins, Fitz. Mm. Um, but it doesn't make sense to me that the heel or the faces outsmart the heels for once in this company the faces outsmart someone they still lose the match yet they're de- the faces are delighted and the heels are disgusted even though the heels having been outsmarted and tricked by this still got the win and still look strong and they're mm-hmm. disgusted it doesn't make yep. any sense nope WCW mm-hmm. this is late stage WCW shit I wonder, I think that, that has to be a Vinnie Mac booking right there, because Paulie Heyman, surely not. Yeah, I wonder. The, now, I had this theory, Fitz. And I'm definitely sticking by it now. When I saw on Sunday that Slammiversary was in Dallas, I was like, wait a minute. So Raw was in Dallas. G1 was in Dallas on Saturday night. This is from last week. And Slammiversary in Dallas on Sunday. They booked a good Raw, or a mostly good Raw, because of that. That is the only reason. We're back to normal this week. You cannot fall that far. Mm, you like, not, there was no heat in anything. It was just maybe it was just a go home. You're all the shit. These shit go home shows, but it, I didn't hate it. There was oh. there was definitely moments in it that I really didn't like, like the the final the the, the ending of that match. But overall, I thought it was okay. Uh, I liked the twenty four seven stuff. Oh yes, Drake, Drake Maverick. 
finally I get to have sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Let's actually go to that then. We'll clear up the bit of fun. Uh, you had a recap of the Twitter stuff where he took the missus away to Orlando, Florida, where they live on honeymoon. <laughs> um, but he's hiding in a crate, asking the wife to get in and do a bit of hibbity jibbity. Um, the wife says they will, but after they get through the night or whatever, and he's delighted. I'm going to get it on with my wife and all this shit. Fantastic. Um, so you'd later on, you'd Mella and Truth searching for Drake in small cabinets. I fucking lost myself laughing at this. <laughs> she was like, through these tiny little places looking for him. He's going to find Hornswoggle one of these days. Yeah. Do you know what they need to do at a pay-per-view when they're doing that? Hornswoggle needs to pop out. And yeah. Truth thinks he's won the title by pinning Hornswoggle. And yeah. the ref tells him, no, 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 that's not him. You have Book to it. do that. Book it. Um, but later on, <laughs> you had the wife sitting on the thing. Truth comes out from the crate she was sitting on. So now in the 24-7 universe, we play by Scooby-Doo rules. People can go in and out of these doors and crates. Oh, it was fantastic. Also, not only was Truth in that box, there was a referee in that box with Truth. Yep. How did they even fit? Oh, it's fantastic. I love this. Yeah. 24-7 is the saving grace of the fucking Monday nights. Also, can I'm... we take... We, we need to take a moment here and appreciate Drake Maverick's wife. Yes. Yes, we do. She has got a fabulous career. Yes. Yowie wowie. Yep. And uh, those tatty bojangles. Touch, touch, please, touch. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> I can keep doing this. <laughs> but he, like, all jokes aside and, and, and all inappropriate humor aside, she is killing it for someone who we have not seen on TV before. She's got the cues down. She's got the laugh right. She's got the tone right. She's arguably better in promo segments than 94% of the women on the roster. She was in the May Young, I believe, but I don't remember much of that, to be honest with you. Oh. Not that it was bad. She was a competitor in the May Young Classic, but obviously she hasn't been there since. It's not like she was under contract, but she's killed it. She's done so well with this. Interesting. Um, the Rey Mysterio thing fits. I had such a problem with this. Oh, so much. So they bring back Ray. It's his first night back, and he's going to have a... He says he's defied the doctor's predictions, and he's back, and he wants an open challenge. Lashley answers after the murder last week. He's the one who took the move, remember, the, the, through yeah. the stage, if you look at it in Cave Habe or whatever. He's grand. Nothing wrong with him. After five hours of TV were spent last week telling us that he was basically dead. Yep. And then, now the commentators do mention that. How has he done this? And, you know, that's fair enough. Oh, my God, what a machine. He's back. But then he squashes Rey Mysterio on his return. <laughs> like, what? Like, why? There's so many questions. My my biggest question coming out of this was, why Rey Mysterio? That, like, there, there, was, there was so many things wrong with it. Like, oh, like, why, like, why anyone coming back? A new a new face on TV. You know, not not that he's new, but you know what I mean. He hasn't been on TV in a while. This whole segment was designed so that we can see visually what a last man standing match looks like. Because you know they have to explain the rules of all their matches to us, not only verbally but also visually as well. Yep. Uh, but Ramsey, like he only dropped the title six weeks ago from a serious injury. Six weeks is not a long time to drop a title for. Mm-hmm. He 
pretty sure Finn Balor hasn't defended his title that long. Fuck, he hasn't he been on, on TV in a month. Yeah. He was on, uh, what's the word we had Seamus had? Assignment. Oh, no, what's the other thing? Seamus is on uh, Nicky's. No. <laughs> oh, Seamus' Sh- YouTube series. What the hell was the thing it was? Seamus is on blah, blah, blah in Ireland. Sabbatical. Was away. Sabbatical. Is that a shit? There we go. <clears throat> Sure he was too something. busy uh, getting fucking engaged by the looks of it, wasn't it? What the fuck was that? I don't think it was sabbatical, was it? It's annual okay. something, Seamus. Anyway, yeah, was, the long-standing joke we had. Yeah, with Renee okay. Young. Okay. Um, yeah, the ricochet in the club thing. I'm enjoying... Beat, I'm enjoying... Oh, enjoy the story. Um, ricochet that. beats Luke Gallows, then Carl Anderson back-to-back. Weak sauce, didn't like yeah. that too much. But I did absolutely fucking hate Ricochet's promo before the match. Oh, get that mic away from him. Well, I guess if he's going to have Carl Anderson and Rick and AJ Styles with him, well, I guess I'm just going to have to beat them all myself. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, my God. wonder like, what's that... going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was waiting for Oh. Clearly, a face tag team are going to come down and help him out. Nobody comes out and helps him out. Okay, okay. Just going to let him die. Okay. Me and Nick were watching this live, and the group chat was great crack. After he'd beaten uh, Luke Gallows, was AJ was like, I'm going to call you back for what you said earlier. You can beat all of us one on one. And he says, You're going to face Carl Anderson. And then Cole, Will Ricochet accept the challenge? Like, Yeah, he is. He did this for an ad break. That's the only reason this is happening. Mm -hmm, So he could break an ad break. I didn't even yeah. mind that. Of all the convolutedness in terms of forcing their breaks for ad breaks, that made the most sense to me. Yeah, you could do that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, it also, anyway, beat down after the match. AJ says he was he's going to set him up for the uh, second rope styles clash, and he says, no, I'm going to leave a bit for you for Sunday, uh, as long as you stay down. And he didn't stay down, so the boys come in and beat that boy something fierce. Yep, he deserved it. You also had the Alexa, Bailey, and Nikki stuff. I don't know how you're feeling on that one. Oh, I hate beat the clock challenges so much. It <laughs> yeah. is a massive pet peeve for me. As because was the crowd, because you had CM Punk chance. I didn't like that at all. The crowd can go mm-hmm. fuck themselves. There was no need for that. The match was actually quite good. Crowd, fuck you. Fuck you. But my biggest gripe with beat the clock challenges is there's an automatic assumption, and rightfully so, that you're always going to win. When was the last time they had a beat the clock challenge and the person trying to beat the clock didn't win or lost? Yeah. I don't think this ever happened. Yeah. Nikki basically beats the clock and she gets to pick the stipulation and makes it a handicap match. Mm -hmm. 2 on one handicap match at Extreme Rules with Alexa Bliss for the title. Yep. Interesting. They're going to lay cool it. Ugh. Ugh. What, Le- Leila or Michelle McCool? Which one? Uh, I don't know. See, I was talking about this when he last night. I, this was a, during my down period. I don't remember these people. Oh. These are not on my radar. Michelle McCool is married to The Undertaker now. I know her only because of that. That's literally it. Uh, and she also eliminated like eight people in the first Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Leila. Yeah, as in that, that is literally my knowledge Exceptionally great career Leila has. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Exceptionally great career. Oh, then you had the contract signing on SmackDown and you had the usual back and forth. Nikki's sick of people wedge driving and advises Bailey to find a friend. Fitz. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing much? 
Yeah, do you think Sasha's back or? If they're not bringing Sasha back at Extreme Rules, I think Sasha's never coming back. Um, now, the, if I, I'm going with the assumption that she is coming back, uh, it's a, going to be one of my wild cards. But they have two options with it: they either bring her back and she immediately turns heel and costs Bailey the title on Extreme Rules, or she comes back and helps Bailey retain the title and then turns on Bailey on SmackDown. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a turn. It has to be. It, it, if like I called for this, was it last month at whatever the pay-per-view was called? I thought it was going to happen then, and I called exactly what was going to happen. I'm literally just changing the date on my prediction effectively. Yeah. The strange one, uh, Nikki wanted Bailey to stay at ringside to see what she's capable of, even though Nikki has pinned yeah. Bailey. Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't care about any of the Shane and Roman stuff. I don't want to waste any time on it. Yep. The yep. Kevin yep. Owens open fits to SmackDown. Mm hmm. Almost seven years to the day, maybe more. Can't remember the exact date. Feels like seven years. CM Punk dropped his pipe bomb roughly seven years ago, maybe eight. I can't do math very well. It was almost a carbon copy of it. And if they say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, then I think this is WWE tipping their hat and saying, okay, maybe Punk had a point all those years ago. Uh, We're sorry we didn't listen and almost ruined this company, but now we want to try it your way. (laughs) Want to come back, friend? (laughs) Uh, So good. So good. Like we, We saw the face turn last week with Kevin Owens. He hit the nail on the head. And did you hear... The cheers in the crowd when he dropped the line about no one wanting to see Shane McMahon on TV. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he was banned from the arena at the start. He started a fight backstage or in the parking lot with Dolph. And he said, you're banned. You got to get out of here. So he runs through the crowd wearing a crew shirt. And uh, yeah, he says that mm, you're on TV all the time. He mentioned Liv Morgan. You know, all these people that aren't on TV. Mm -hmm. Asuka. I had them listed somewhere. Oh, yeah. Paulo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, Ali, Asuka, Kyrie Sane. All those lads. And boom, security arrive and he bolts. Yeah. It was cool. So, so good. And I, it was even like the whole cut my, cutting the mic situation. Like, like if you put Punk's pipe bomb and this pipe bomb side by side, there are so many similarities you can draw between it. Not just in the structure, the build, everything, and the, the mechanics that went around it. I felt watching it, I was watching the same thing which mm. is probably what they wanted us to believe and feel. Ultimately, this was still a scripted and written promo for Kevin Owens. It's not yeah, something he did off was, his back. I think it was just something that they wanted to make feel unscripted. I think that's oh, yeah. what it was. Oh, exactly. It, it, it is exactly what it was, and it's exactly how it came across. And if we are to, uh, to believe what we were told, then Eric Bischoff is starting his new role on SmackDown Live next week. Yeah. So this potentially sets it up nicely for Bischoff to come in and literally shake things up. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's hope so. Uh, The Balor and Nakamura thing. Balor and Nakamura is the first match this Mm -hmm. week where wrestling is allowed during the ad breaks. Uh, Fuck you. Point of interest, not necessarily true because it was picture-in-picture in in America. Well, but it doesn't matter. It's still not the focal point of the broadcast. The focal point of the broadcast is the ads at that point. 
the first match that they allowed it in was that one. That's a massive fuck you. I'm like, oh, you dickheads. Why did what? you do that? Uh, massive fuck you to who? Everyone. Me, personally. First off, I was personally <laughs> attacked by this. I'm like, okay, here we go. I like this new rule. Fantastic. Oh, Ballard Nakamura. Hook it to my veins. No, mm-hmm. fuck you. Love my chicken and Popeyes. Fuckers. <laughs> uh... I think it was more unfortunate that that match happened to be happening at that segment. Find it as a personal attack on me. I won't have any uh, uh, different opinions on this. Personal are you saying, attack. Are you saying you're triggered by it? Yeah, a bit, yeah. Okay. Just a bit. Um, uh, go <laughs> yeah, go no, do a massive unbunching of your panties there. I can't. DPD haven't delivered them yet. <laughs> uh, you had multiple Kinshasas with uh, Balor escaping countouts. You know, every time he gets back in, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He gets back in the last time, Kinshasa. And the IC champion pinned on television. Mm-hmm. You know how much we love that on there. We're all, we're big fans of that on this. Uh, no, I believe God. that you're the only one with that problem. You beat the champion, you get their title. It's that simple. I hate this shit. Hate it. But, uh, no, I, I'm going to no, call bullshit on you. No, no, I won't have it. I won't have it. I told you, I won't have it. <laughs> if this happens in AEW, I hope to God you stand with me on this one. I hope to God. Context. Jericho, Context. Page wins the title after a grueling battle with Jericho. And then on the first episode of Wednesday Night something, Wednesday Night Dynamite, uh, you have Jimmy Havoc pin him. Context. Fuck you. <laughs> Context means everything. And yeah, in the context say, is this guy is a jobber now. He means nothing <laughs> to this title. You will you wish and let me finish my point? No, here? I won't. I'm not getting anyone in it. No, you're all wrong. You're 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 about as good <laughs> as a fucking DPD delivery man, right? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> my the, the point I'm making is that context in this scenario is we have a rebranded, a repackaged version of Shinsuke Nakamura. The first time we've seen him in, I wouldn't even say months. Do it to Apollo Crews. Not as effective. Do it you, to anyone else. Dolph Ziggler. Oh, wait, never. Let's never go back to that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no don't, don't do it to a champion who hasn't been on TV in a month. That's beside the point. I, I don't understand why no, he hasn't been on TV. the exact point. That's my point. Um, it's not the point. That's a, for you, yes. But the point I'm trying to make, and it's, it's not. If you really want to make a statement, and if you want someone to come back and instantly feel like a dangerous threat and a legitimate top-level performer, they have to take a scalp, which is worthy of that. And beating a champion and beating someone as over and as popular and as talented as Finn Balor infinitely does that for Shinsuke Nakamura. And especially in the manner and the way that he did it, I was perfectly fine with this. 100% fine with this. It's getting old. It's getting real old. <laughs> I knew I'd have use for that somewhere. <laughs> I, uh, I hate it. I know. I, you I, know I, look, I, I, get, I get why they did it. I'm obviously hamming it up, but I, I, can't, I can't stand it. I can't abide by it. I need this to happen to not champions. Well, you're just a weird fuck like. I'm not. I'm just, I, I can't <laughs> understand why they keep pinning champions on television. It doesn't make any sense to me. They don't do it very frequently anymore, to be fair. They did it like six times last week, or the week before. Did we they had a though? segment on it. Yeah, we had did an entire though? segment. Did yeah. they, though? Did oh, they, did they though? Yes, they did, yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> you beat the champion, you get their title. It's still in my playlist because of it. 
Look, we have to see where this ends up and how it pans out. I don't know if a match has been confirmed for Extreme Rules between them two yet. Uh, Probably will be, though. Possibly. Keep an eye on social medias for that one, I think. Mm. But um, again, if we get that match at a pay-per-view with a bit of, you know, okay, he beat Finn, now Finn has come out for revenge. Uh, yes, please. You had the... You didn't have a whole lot of build for Kofi and Joe. That was all last week. So they kind of mm. left that off this week. Um, mm. And I like that. I, I really, really enjoy the fact that not everything needs to be seen every single week. Yep. Uh, you had... Um, the tag title summit or whatever the hell they called it where they <laughs> threat. Big E, Big e. <laughs> he comes out with a promo Big uh, E said he heard there was a three way on Sunday but it's not what he's expected Yeah, he's expecting to touch their championship tips just the tip <laughs> <laughs> all that was uh, missing from that was a reference to Becky Lynch's mother yeah uh, the, he had a big promo battle then Brian came out heavy machinery heavy machinery came out who yeah. are blue collar solid? You want they wanted to really get that point across. They only said that seventeen thousand four hundred twenty one times. Oh yeah. Uh, so you had Woods against Rowan against Otis, and then you had a reset when the partners were thrown out at ringside. The referee throws out the guys at a ringside for the reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes no sense. Uh, anyway, Otis pins Woods, so New Day are going to win the titles. <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> That's it. We'll talk about it in predictions, but then you also had the Kabuki Warriors finally challenge the Iconics, but not tonight. Uh, oh, did you, you? I bet you would really, really enjoy that backstage promo. Uh, I don't think I saw it. Because <gasps> Nikki, oh, yeah. my days. I thought you were going to even have a sound clip. That, that I was so sure you would have enjoyed it. Was it atrocious? No, it was fantastic. Paige, was it? Like they had a backstage segment where Peyton Royce and Billy Kate come out of a dressing room and waiting for them were the Kabuki Warriors and Paige. Paige effectively says, uh, ladies, we need to um, schedule our title match. You know, uh, let's do it tonight. And they say, oh, can't do it tonight. Uh, Billy's sick. She's what, what has she got? And they both answer at the same time. Um, man flu. Mad cow disease. <laughs> so that was a funny segment you would have hated. But yeah. then Paige comes in and torn my eyes out of my head and thrown them at the television. Page literally <laughs> says everything that you want to say about them to their faces. You need this in your life. You will okay. infinitely enjoy it. Iconics hate? Lovely. I'm in. Yep. It was literally everything you've ever wanted to say to them in life. Excellent. So Perfect. that's going to happen soon. Who you'd like to take out for a nice seafood dinner and never call again. Which one, sorry? Peyton. The good one. Hmm... I'd rather Billy, to be honest with you. There's something wrong with you, my friend. I've always thought it. The championship title stuff, Billy Kay, uh, others, you know, it's all there. That's the whole list. Yet I'm the one wearing pants right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's too hot. (laughs) I had to drop (laughs) trow. It's too fucking hot. Uh, Mother of God. It's not as bad today, but uh, was it Tuesday night? Monday night. Oh, my God. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah. That'll come across well, uh, but it is too hot. Ball too sweat. Hot. Ball sweat. Uh, do you want to fight for the fallen predictions then? Sure. Have we got a card, have we? We do. Now this is as of I think CBS Sports, so they fucked me over on the last one. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> let me know. Uh, this uh, is copy and pasted from them, so blame them. The buy-in pre-show: you, uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela. Versus Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara, and MJF. Oh, now, if Joey Janela can make it, 
after getting his ass handed to him by Enzo Amore, reportedly. Mm-hmm. I want to see that whole fight. I know there's a little video going around. I want to see all of that. I want to see what the hell's going on. Uh, it is uh, balls. Probably. This, um, I'm surprised, is on the pre-show. Although, to be fair, after the last pre-show, I think they want to, to maybe put on a good pre-show this time. So, yeah, hook this up to my veins. I think this is going to be class. There's one that I'll skip. That's just... What? There's no heat in it. There's no heat in it. Why are these people a team? I have to use logic on the AEW fans sometimes, you know? It's team face versus team heel. Eh. Why are they fighting? Because they're fighting for the fallen. It's a charity show. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, well, you know what? That actually makes more sense to me, then. <laughs> they're doing it for the charity. Okay. It's an exhibition. I can decide, then, that that's okay. Um... So who'd you say? Fa- or faces, was it? Uh, because it's Sean Spears' first match, I think he'll win. I think what you should do is have Darby, Al- Darby Allen pin Sean Spears. Like a cheeky roll-up or something. For ruining his moment. <laughs> he was about to go five more minutes with Cody, blah, 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 blah. That'd be kind of cool. Um, SCU against the Lucha Bros. Gotta be Lucha Bros, son. Yeah, they need that win, I guess. Although, again, I must give massive props. The SEU promo on BTE this week was fantastic. Do tell. Did you not watch? I have to get the card for the other show. Carry on. Okay, I will <laughs> I will do a long, extended review of this. Um, so I, just, I need to get Nick and Gordo's predictions on the sheet. So I need to fill some time. Scorpio Sky, <laughs> Frankie Kazarian, and DC CD. There we go. The other one. They cut a promo where they were all individually in their own location. They kept cut, and they cut to each other and looking to the side to take the take the cut from each other. But it was it just reminded me of good old fashioned Mean Gene promos back in the day, where you're at fight for the fallen in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> it had that nice. feel to it, where it's just like it it touched all the points you expect them to touch. It built up the the exhibition for them wanting to beat the lucha bros you know they're they're struggling with a lack of uh media time to promote and get fights over their only real means to doing that is on the bte channel and the nightmare family channel on youtube They've, they don't have any mainstream media to get these matches over but for the fan base that they have and the target market that they have they're doing an exceptionally good job uh, and I am looking forward to this match mainly because I think Scorpio Sky is one of the most underrated men on that card uh, and the Lucha Bros are just fucking wrestling sex gods <laughs> sex god I guess <laughs> uh, my, my friend Brandy against Ali Brandy's oh boy gonna win that match gonna win that match gotta keep uh, all the members of the elite winning matches she's gonna win Mm. Who, won, who won the did Ali lose the, the she bet the, the librarian. librarian ah okay so she's losing so yeah Brandy wins uh, I, I, I honestly don't know nor do I care too much um, yeah. I, I have a funny feeling there might be shenanigans in this match I'm not entirely sure how maybe a, a debut or something like that something I, I don't know it feels too I don't know just there's a feeling in me that something's going to go down in this match um but who do you think wins it? Um, I'm going to go Ali. 
and Hangman Page against Kip Sabian. We know who's winning that one. Page oh yeah, that one. Page needs momentum. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Chima. Or Cima. Kenny. Popped your mic. Fantastic. That was a good Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, just I know I've referenced it a few times now, but BT at the very <laughs> opening segment of this, you had Nick and Matt writing on A5 notepads, and one of the bullet points is uh, is Kenny a jobber? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was a long term booking. That said, <laughs> yeah. Kenny a jobber? Yeah. Um, so Kenny has to start winning matches. Yeah, Kenny wins this one. I think yeah. it's pretty obvious. And this one is interesting. So you've Young Bucks against the Rhodes Bucks, basically. Um, yeah, you've uh, Cody and Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> you have Cody in his matches have always been more old school kind of you know blood bats, uh, whether they intend to be or not. But they're always more grounded, more realistic kind of matches, mm-hmm. slow paced ones. And then you got the Young Bucks AEW matches, which are nothing like their New Japan matches. They're just mm-hmm. spots, just hundred miles an hour. Yep. So how does this play? It's an I, interesting one. I think this is going to be a match which really showcases why the Young Bucks are considered to be one of the best tag teams in the world. Not just because they can do the fast-paced action that we've seen from them so far in AEW slash all-in shows, but they have the ability to take it to the mat and actually produce a wrestling match when they're in there with opponents who aren't high flyers as well. Plus, you've got Cody, who, in my mind, is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world for what he can do in between the ropes ignoring the fact of his character or his uh, off-screen persona or whatever you want to call it and then you've got Dustin Rhodes who can produce a match probably better than anyone else on this card yeah so I think this could very well be a five-star match I think you have a lot of opportunities here for cutting off guys you know you're slowing them down all the time it could Mm -hmm. be cool it could be this cool clash of styles Exactly. I'm, you could, I'm looking forward to this one. You've yes, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. You've got the young bucks who want to pick up the pace the entire time, and you've got Cody and Dustin who are probably going to be like the revival, drag him down, make it a ground and pound kind of a fight. Drag him down every time they want to pick up speed. You take him down, headlock, chin lock, possibly even to a point of where the crowd starts getting on their backs a little bit. Good. And you, and you could actually get a little bit of a heel rub for Cody and Dustin in this which may be what they're actually angling for, but it'll yeah, be interesting to see. Ah, oh, there'll be good things, you know, they're going to go for some big move and then there's a fucking lariat, you know, or a big boot, that sort of stuff, just to slow it all down and then JR mm-hmm. will be good with the call. I'll be like, you're going to make them fight their fight and that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to this one. This is, this is built. I, I like this. This could be good shit. Good shit, pal. Good shit, pal. It's such good shit. Where is Moxley on this card? He ain't. Mm, interesting. Another eh? thing that was on this, I just backspaced it off, was Chris Jericho appearance. So I don't yep. know what that actually is. What, what's going on there? He's confirmed for the show. Basically, this was AEW's answer to WWE Network airing the Evolve show. AEW okay. came out straight away and said that they, Jericho would be making an appearance. So it's basically a ratings grab, but we don't know anything about his appearance, whether it'll be an in-ring performance, special guest referee, whatever, we don't know yet. But... Um, He'll be doing something anyway. Hmm. I guess then it's time to move on. Consensual penis. So you're going for Joey Janela then, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Extreme Rules then Sunday night. Uh, I I'm I'm annoyingly optimistic about this. Yeah, there could be some I, good stuff in it. But this should be a show that sets up whatever. If this is a real thing, and Paul Heyman and and Bishop are Bishop are actually doing this, mm-hmm. this is where they need to give them. This either needs to be a closing point where everything stops. Okay, that's it. All the blow-offs are done here, or it's a way to start anew. As in, like we'll carry this on. We'll carry this on. But we won't carry this on. We'll yeah. make some new people. We'll give you some unexpected results. Personally, I'd like everything just going whoop, clean cut, done. Everything that happens tonight is the end of everything. And we're starting new Monday. Possibly, but you need some obviously match results to go in your favour to set your framework and your groundwork for what's going to come. Luckily, the matches are rigged. So that's a... (laughs) Are you telling me the professional wrestling is scripted? Oh shit, you've just realised you've wasted your life. Shit. I wish someone would have told me this before. (laughs) What have I been doing with my life? And then on top of that, doubling down for 98 weeks. Oh, baby. Gulak retains over Nice, I'm going to say. Ah, yeah. And the Cruiserweight title. Um, Revival then. I I can't see them taking the titles off the Revival, the Raw Tag Team titles off them just yet. They face the Usos. I would tend to agree with you. They've, They've got a nice little thing going with the Revival right now. One, Revival haven't signed their new contract yet. So they will want to do everything in their power to keep the Revival happy. To a point of where they might want to resign. Two, they're actually hella interesting for the first time, arguably ever, on the main roster with their new flashy Shane McMahon Esquire kind of vibe that they're doing. I like these rich guys. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, the Usos are good chasers. You know, they've yeah. got that whole Uso penitentiary line, and they can really raise their game backstage and promos. They're better chasers. Possibly. Um, uh, I could go so revival. You're saying rev- no, I'm, I'm supposed to be giving out the lads. I don't know if they're not here. Fuck them. Why should I be giving out the results? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're saying Gulak as well. And uh, Revival. Both of them said Revival as well. So, it's fucking kind of match up. Yeah, they're, like they're editing the file live, I can tell. Yeah, from Beyond the Grave. Um, to be on RIP. The last man standing match then, Strowman and Lashley. If Strowman can make it, Fitz, can Strowman make it? Uh, don't care. <laughs> no? No uh, interest? This is literally going to be the time of the night where I go for a big extended poo. <laughs> but this is the big horse match. Horse match. Uh, don't care. Pick a, pick a winner then. The referee. <laughs> I'm going to go, no, no, I mean that as in they'll both be counted out. But it's last man standing. They can't. Yeah, they can. Is, is, oh no, is that no? What's the no holds barred or whatever? Can they be counted out in the last man standing? But they can't. Course, they can't yeah. be counted out. You can't. can't. You can't. Can you be counted out in the last man standing match? Both of them are counted out. Both of them are down. The referee. Oh, I, I thought you meant count out. I was like, what are you no. talking about? <laughs> As in, Bo- they both get a ten count. Yeah. Oh, both of them are knocked Christ. down. The referee starts counting. None of them answer to call a ten. Dear Lord, I'm gonna go with. Strowman I think they're going to try and do something with him does Ricochet retain the US title in Fitz um, no I'm going to go for Alan James Cuthbert Styles yeah, I think AJ takes it too I think maybe using Ricochet as a transitional guy yeah 
Or maybe they get one more pro. Maybe they get one more month out of it, where Ricochet somehow escapes, but AJ will get him on on the next pay per view or on a Raw some night. Mm, I think it's stale. They've already done the the cheap victory. You know, they did it last week Mm. on Raw, where he did a roll up on AJ to retain. Two weeks in a row. Not a big fan of it. I I would not like to see that happen. So therefore, it probably will happen. Yeah. But again, it comes back to this. This show can go a number of different ways. If if they are flipping the bus and you know starting afresh from Monday Night Raw, then fucking anything can happen. If yeah. this if they're continuing or if this is um not the end, then you're going to see some shit, son. I think this goes another couple of weeks to the next bed for you. I think Ricochet somehow gets the win after you know the boys are kicked out of ringside and all that, or kicked from ringside, and then afterwards a murder worse than what you've seen on tv i think they really put him you know they put him through a table ram his head into the ring post all that sort of stuff i think that's what we do i don't know because if i'm not correct the next pay-per-view after this is SummerSlam. yeah you could do ricochet at SummerSlam. really ah sounds good to me straight up no cheating mm-hmm. uh no no that's severe uh, Ah, some stupid roll-up. There'll be something. He yeah, escapes. So, yeah. Next one is SummerSlam. I don't know if I like that. I, you could, if you really wanted to, have Ricochet retain and then have a multi-man ladder match or something at SummerSlam. And that's how you yes. get the belt off him. Please do that. Please give me a ladder match. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, we'll see. Alistair Black. Um, turns out Cesaro is the man who Black and Cesaro at, at uh, Extreme Rules. Give them 45 minutes. And, <laughs> and you can just close the company Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be class. This is going to be very, very good. I'm looking forward to this. Stealing. Um, you know what the they're going to do, though? You know what they're going to do? After all these weeks of build-up, Cesaro's going to win. You mean Cesaro's just going to kick him in the dick after the match? Nah, I think they <laughs> somehow find a way, after all this, to have Black lose. I have no faith in them. Um, I don't... Uh, strangely enough, I don't see how they could lose regardless of the result. Well, spending eight weeks with those vignettes and then have them lose to the first guy that picks a fight with him is not a good idea. It depends on how the match goes, though. If it is an absolute barnstormer of a match where, oh my God, they look like they're trying to kill each other and eventually Cesaro finally comes out barely on top... Man, that's 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 a story that you can keep telling for about three months afterwards, and but the it credibility of Black, though, after that, he can build back his credibility because he'll win the the feud overall. You know, this I could be have another, this could be a best of seven. Fits. I can't have another eight weeks of him going someone pick a fight. Oh no, it won't be that. It makes it, him look like a bitch. It could be a case of where okay, I wanted to fight, I got a fight, and I couldn't finish the fight. It could be the the resurrection of Sir Black, but you know everyone's on his warpath and he's killing everybody as a result of losing that match. There's ways and means of booking it that, regardless of the result, you come out strong. But well, I agree. I agree. No, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. all for I'm all for Alistair Black has to win this match. Yeah, but I just want Cesaro to come out absolutely strong out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tag titles, SmackDown tag titles. Brian and Rowan, or Brian and Biodiesel. Uh, versus New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Um, did we ever find out who, in fact, is Rowan's father? Uh, you've lost me there. 
Hey, I knew you did. So on SmackDown and the um, Summit, uh, Biggie or Xavier, I I can't remember which, says, well, first you come out and you're taking orders from Bray. Then you come out and you're taking orders from Harper. Ooh, shouldn't be mentioning him on air. Uh, And now you're coming out and taking orders from Daniel Bryan. Who's your daddy? I love that. And then we hit the chant. Yeah, of course, because America. Pew, pew. Uh... Do they take the titles off the, the heels, the planet's yes. champions? New so. day. Hmm. I think so we're going to get the uh, undisputed era prediction here of all draped in gold. They're dripping in gold. Yeah, tip um, and tips. I think oh, if they put it on heavy machinery, I know Nick loves them, but I can't see no, that happening. No. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll tentatively say heels retain here, Ooh. but I'll I'll have to think on that. Did Nick go for heavy machinery? Uh, he went for the eco warriors, so no. Uh. Uh, Gordo went for the heavy machinery. What a filthy mark! Um, that is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else then. The handicap match: Bailey against Nikki and Alexa. Oh, this this is the tricky one because mm. it comes down to one, if Sasha Banks comes back, and two, when Sasha Banks comes back, what does Sasha Banks do? Because you don't necessarily need the title involved in a feud between Sasha and Bailey if they're going for that whole heel Sasha persona. So if that's the case, then you could put the belt on Alexa slash Nikki, have them do their weird dual championship shtick where they're defending against weird people. I don't know how they're even going to manage that. It's an angle for to keep them relevant for a while, while you've got Bailey and Sasha doing their thing, which makes probably more sense. So, yeah, I'm going to go Alexa and Nikki to win. I think you have Sasha come back, help Bailey win, and then you have some sort of way where, you know, Nikki and Alexa will pair off and they'll fight each other because one costs the other and all this shit. And then you have a turn. And would they finally give you the boss? Mm-hmm. Finally, you get Bailey, Sasha, and they feud over the title. Oh, in, see that's into that, SummerSlam, that's, and then you've got SummerSlam. Yeah, Bailey and Sasha title. Yeah, no, I you you you've talked me into the building there. Give me. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I think you pair the these two guys off together. You know, you just you go this way, we'll go this way. If SummerSlam wasn't around the corner, I would stick with my original prediction. But yes, yeah, Sasha Bailey for the title at SummerSlam puts butts in seats. Yes, sir. Does Kofi escape Joe? Because everyone else does, so I'm going to say Kofi does too. He shouldn't, but he probably will. I I think he. I'd love to see Joe get the title. I would love it, but I would be shocked if they did it. Yeah. Only reason because every time Joe has had a fight, he talks himself into a fight and he never wins the fight. He's in danger of being Bray Wyatted. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I can't see it. Although you, which show is Joe on? What's his actual show? So Joe, well, say so whoever, whatever, say he wins the title, he goes to SmackDown because mm-hmm. that's where the title is. You got Joe as the champion there. I like that. It's kind of cool mm-hmm. with Heyman bo- or with uh, Bischoff booking everything. Oh, well, it should be sending ideas that get shot down. It should be Joe, like. How far are you going to continue with Kofi as the champion? Fair enough. Like I, I've, I've said my piece on him before. I'm not going to say it again. 
but like, okay, he's had the belt for three months now. What's the long term angle here? Is he going to continue for three months? Is he going to drop it at SummerSlam? Is there going to be a cash in possibly involved here? Yes, because Heyman said that it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler that Lesnar will be cashing in at Extreme Rules. Mm hmm. And he qualified that by saying every time he's used that sentence, it's happened. And the last time he didn't was before Mania 30. Mm-hmm. But he also qualified that by saying that, you know, he's built up a lot of credibility to where his uh, word can be believed. Or is he just saying that now that he can actually get away with lying for once? Mm. So, <laughs> again, he teased. He, so, he said the yeah, exact I same thing that. for the last three the last three months. I skipped over that earlier in the notes. I basically, my note for that was, what? What are you trying to say here? <laughs> yeah. So he he it's... yeah he said he said effectively that Brock Lesnar may or may not cash in at Extreme Rules, which is leaves us up or down nowhere. Yeah. That, that puts us up or down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Kofi retains here. What do you reckon? Um. Yes, but I don't want it to. Both of the lads said Joe. Ooh. Oh, I want Joe. If Joe wins, I would pop like a motherfucker. Mm. Uh, no holds barred match then, Fitz. You have Shane and Drew against Roman and for some reason The Undertaker. Cowboys? He's just shaking his head. Um, I don't know. I want this to be a good match and I want... For nothing to go wrong for Taker so badly. I want him to hit all his spots. Um, But surely, surely, surely Big Dog going to eat. The rumour is that Taker has requested to work with Drew Galloway. Or Drew McIntyre. Makes sense. So where do you, how do you pair them off here? Well, you come down, they fight into the crowd or whatever. And it comes down to Shane and and Roman. And Roman finally pins Shane or... Because Roman um, needs a win back on Shane. I don't even need to think you need to go as convoluted as that. You know, after this match, Roman still has business with Shane. Because, you know, they have to finish it. So they'll have that match at SummerSlam where it'll be some sort of stipulation, maybe Steel Cage or Hell in a Cell or whatever. And that opens up Drew and Taker to be on the opposite end of that feud. So I think it, it's written for it, but I think potentially there will be something happening after a match which will set that up and kind of give you the belief that that's what's going to happen. Um, well, I, I think we can all say that. Or you're thinking maybe the heels win. I am going for Taker and Roman. Yeah, same. And then the last chance winner take all match fits. Becky and Seth against Corbin and Lacey where all the titles are on the line. The lads oh. have gone. Oh no, Nikki has gone with um, Seth and Becky. Gordo's gone with Corbin and Lacey. I have this awful feeling that Corbin and Lacey are going to win this. Because it's their last chance. Um, no, Becky and Seth to retain. Starts the new era under Paulie Heyman um, as champions. Unless, unless, oh, unless. I think, uh, un- I think the reason win. I'm saying unless is that, um, and I'm going to set you up for this year, it's all a work. <laughs> this relationship isn't real lads <laughs> wake up open your eyes so what are you thinking they're like cousins <laughs> it's just elbowy 
And you'd know all about kissing your cousins from Mayo, wouldn't you? Huh? You dirty no, sir. Who are you? No, sir. That is Shelbyville sort of behaviour. <laughs> um, I have a feeling Corbin and Lacey win it. Why? Because of the last chance thing. That's literally it. And I think, you know, you don't lose my title. Well, you better not lose my title. That sort of stuff. I, I wonder. I wonder. It'll be terrible, which is why I think it might happen. <laughs> Oh, I don't. Like, that's probably going to close the show, right? Unless there, unless there's a cash in. Unless you had the uh, the faces retained, and then Becky has to stand by and watch as Brock Lesnar murders Seth. That would be tasty. That could be it. Could you? Because you've got Slam, so Brock and Seth. You've so many visuals there of Becky wanting to help out, but can't. Mm. Even the fact if if oh man. Oh, I'm just getting. What I'm saying, I'm, get, I'm getting visuals of uh, Lesnar coming down, blindsiding Rollins, putting a weapon on him, and Becky attacking Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and he just swats her away. Oh, yeah. Blue Chew, you're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> we want more money. That's what's going to happen. God, Jesus. Face retained. Brock cashes in and wins the title. I, I, I'm all. Of- I think that's what it is. Um, have you that Barney um, one there? The which one? Just, oh, yeah. just talk at Barney. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, well, we did it now anyway. It is there, but yeah, that'd be an interesting week in the grapplings or weekend, I should say. Yes, please. And I've got an old work barbecue on the Friday night, so I'm going to have many pintines on Friday night. Ah, so you can have the cure then for Saturday night. So Saturday night we've got the AE Dubs slash Evolve show that one's going to watch, uh, oh. and then Sunday we've got Extreme Rules. So it's going to be uh, pinteen after can after pinteen. Nice, that's the way to do it. Yes, uh, sir. I think the lads are back next week, and that will be the go home show <laughs> for one hundred, unless fits, unless. 99 happens on Saturday. <gasps> no way. Distinct possibility. Um, um, Steve? Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Oh, God. Hold on. Wait a second now, Fitz. If you're going to give me that, I need a tip-off so I can do this. Just seen Inside the Ropes have announced their latest star to come to Ireland this year. Appearing in Dublin and Cork he is the best there was the best there is and the best there ever will be MJF no it's Brett the Hitman Hart <laughs> <laughs> nice good for Brett getting a payday yes sir that's pretty cool I will fucking be going to one of those shows nice. so he's in Liberty Hall Theatre in Dublin on the 10th of October Cypress Avenue, Cork, on the 11th of October. So let me just see what days of the week those are because I will needing time off work. Yeah. T- oh, the 11th is a Friday night. That'll be taste in Cork. There you go. On the pints then in Cork. Fact. Uh, we've no Gordo to do uh, his segments of Raw, the, the 52 drop off or the plus. <gasps> I think. Of the, yeah. Clip it in from last week. No one will know. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps saying that oh lord any other crack out of you before we close it up 
Oh man, I don't believe so. It's been a busy day with work and whatnot and trying to catch up with the graps. How do you feel about doing plugs, Fitz? I think you need to have a go. It's been a while. Nah. It's been a while now. Nah, I don't, I don't need to. Gordo, we've made a big song and dance out of it, but it's the usual. Like, half seven, every Wednesday night, Irish time, BST or GMT, whichever time of the year it is, mixler.com forward slash the Ledger Wrestling Podcast. It's that simple. And then, you know, the podcast goes out later in the evening to all of the things. What we do need to do is get people doing that five-star thing, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will do that. Pay, we will pay each of you 10,000 euro if you give yep. us five stars on your review platform of choice and send us a screenshot. Make it a guarantee, Fitz. Yep, it is a fucking bone soldier guarantee. Not a guarantee. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you know what to do. And of course, spread it around. Spread the love. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's this thing that I, I had to bring back in? There it is. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Uh-oh, Tiger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing. Means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. I love that. I absolutely love it. Ah, uh, God. God, it fits. You're going awful quiet. It's it's a one man booth here now. Oh, sure, stop. It's awful sad. Awful sad. Awful. <laughs> all he wanted uh, was a bit of cheese. So we might do is uh, might do might do Saturday night. See how it goes. If it's not on too late. Oh baby. And that could be ninety nine, which means next week is one hundred. Or but if not, what do we do Saturday and Sunday? Uh, then we're 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 shooting the load on one hundred on the Sunday. Don't isn't shooting the load a good thing? Yeah, it is, but you know, if you might as well save it for a Wednesday or a Friday night because I was thinking like we could do it a Friday night or something. But we'll see. Oh. Got big plans. So far, I have no plans, but I have big plans. <laughs> you, you have <laughs> got to come up with something. You have to capacity make for big plans. Yeah, well, I have big cans. Yes. That's about it. Like, hey, <laughs> I don't know what to do. We'll have to come up with something. But uh, episode one hundred once again. Yeah. Why aren't we rich and famous yet? Richer and famouser. Yeah. It turns out we were right all along. Don't try to make money in this. Yeah. There's no money in it. <laughs> it's, don't ever go into it. Have the crack with it. Mm-hmm. Have people like Rian and Jordan and Rory and, and Chicken and all the lads who listen religiously every week. That's actually good crack. And so you've kept people. And I, I really enjoy that aspect of it. And if you want our extra content, uh, you can pledge to our Patreon. It's at patreon.com <laughs> slash go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, none of that crack. No. Until unless we get a lot of listeners, then I'm totally doing it. If oh. I all of a sudden see that like there's fucking forty thousand downloads every week, I'm like, yeah, it's just got Patreon. Mm-hmm. We're charging five a month. Hell yeah. Fuck but until yeah. then, <laughs> I want free yeah. chicken. Yeah. Ah, uh, look, we'll leave it up there. It's a weird show, and it's only the two of us. But uh, say good night, all. Night, all. 